What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Today in this episode, we will be talking about surrender. And surrender is a critical topic, probably the most important thing that you can do in your life. And I am not like selling this or hyping it up or spicing things up to get, oh man, I you know, I want you guys to really soak this one in. I truly believe that if you only change one thing in your life, do one thing differently, add one tool to your toolbox. And you know, obviously I wouldn't take that approach of only doing one, but if you only took one thing from me ever, from this podcast ever, for anything, like if you're only gonna do one thing for personal development, I would say it's really understanding um, anxiety and and the process of surrender. Now, my life is an interesting story. How did I develop anxiety and then get into um, needing to learn how to surrender? Um, when I was a child, my basic needs went unmet. For example, when I was younger, um, generational patterns that my mom experienced. My mom had neglect and abandonment. My mom did not have enough food growing up. She told stories of having to go to cocktail bars when she was 15, sneaking in and eating the peanuts off the table to get her food. Um, crazy, super sad. But unfortunately, that kind of got passed on to me. Now, there are a lot of times I could point to in my childhood, especially in high school where there was plenty of food around. But there were a lot of times in middle school and elementary school where I was starving. I didn't have meals. I didn't have my basic needs for food met. There's some pretty crazy stories. I remember one time um, being in my living room eating um, chips because I was so starving and uh, I I was not allergic to them, but one of my parents thought I was. And long story short, I remember when that parent came in, I threw the chips to kind of like try to hide them and they saw me do that. And so just like a lot of shame around food, like a lot of like sneaking around, a lot of like trying to... um, you know, do things that didn't like, weren't fully available to me. There was another story where, um, I was pouring cereal for myself and my dad was there and I'm like pouring this like triple bowl. Um, cause I was so starving because I wasn't, uh, really like given appropriate meals and food. And so I go in and I make this ridiculously big bowl of cereal. And my dad looks at me and I, I turned to him and I lied and I said, Oh, my wrist slipped. And that was kind of like, my experience growing up. I remember going to a friend's house one time and he had all the food in the world. And it was like, Oh my God, like, look at this guy's snack drawer. This is incredible. And so what happened was because I did not get the food that I need because my basic needs were not met as a child, instead of being able to trust and surrender and let go from a very young age, I had to step in. I had to take action. I had to manage control fix in order for my needs to be met and for me to be okay. Now, This can happen in any context. It doesn't need to be food. It could be um, not having a parent around, not getting love, not getting rides to school, like whatever it is. Most people experience some kind of either challenging part of their upbringing. No one has a perfect childhood. And so 
people can develop anxiety for different reasons. This was just one of the reasons why. There's a great story by um, a pastor who I've watched some of his older content on relationships and marriage. His name is Jimmy Evans. He's like a speaker, coach, pastor. And uh, Jimmy was telling this story. It's pretty funny, actually, of when he was very young, or not very young, like just maybe a few years ago. He was he and his wife went over to another couple's house, and uh, the the other couple, the man, uh, grew up being very deprived of soda. His parents didn't let him drink soda, talk about soda, look at soda, drink soda at his friend's house, drink soda at restaurants. And so, as an adult, he swung way over to the other side. And so he they go into uh, the house, and he he offers Jimmy a, a soda, and Jimmy says, "Yeah, I'll have a coke or a diet coke, whatever it was." And Jimmy was saying, like, in between every sip, the guy was there just topping the, the drink off every every sip. So the point is, you know, the, the solution to anxiety, like, one of the biggest challenges in life is fear and anxiety. And the solution is surrender. But we're kind of backing up here and saying kind of why, why is surrender necessary? It's because of fear and anxiety that I'm still working out, still working pro- progress, process. Um, but like, where did my anxiety come from? It's a good exercise for everyone to think about. Like where, like, what, what do you have fear about? Where are you anxious? Is it a relationship that's rocky right now? Is it money? Is it debt that you think you'll never pay off? Do you think your finances will never change? Is it uh, a health sickness, illness, your weight, your physical situation, fr- something with a friend, something with loss, like whatever it is, it's helpful to look back to your childhood. For example, if someone has a lot of anxiety around money, it's probably the case that their parents did, or when they were young, um, they didn't have their financial needs met or their family didn't. So there's other things, you know, including money. Like uh, I remember a lot of conflict with my parents around money. Um, I remember a lot of other stories about kind of not getting my needs met. And so anyway, I developed anxiety because when you don't get your needs met, you then need to start to step in and control. And anxiety is a kind of a form of control. Like if I think about it, if I worry about it enough, if I take enough action, then it'll all be okay. And that's in response to when I was younger and when I let go and wasn't in control, I wasn't okay. So that's where anxiety can start. But what's the solution? Having gone through these experiences and not knowing what surrender was, I coped by developing ongoing and regular worry and anxiety. I didn't know what surrender was, but over the past year and couple of years, I've really learned how to let go. Now, worry is technically irrational because when you surrender everything, your entire life, all your finances, all the stuff, then you say, I'm not just surrendering my Monday or I'm not just surrendering this one thing, but I'm surrendering everything. And that's a really scary process. But let's just start by saying, okay, well, like, what is surrender? What does that actually mean? Because I've helped people through this process of starting to surrender and they want definitions and to-do lists. And I'm going to tell you what it is and how to go about doing it. But I want you to keep in mind that surrender is like a physical experience just as much as an, uh, an a sort of mind or like intelligence or like thought experience. So um, my first experience with surrender came in uh, 2014 when I listened to Jack Canfield's program. Um, it was these audio tapes that I got. And I have no idea, like, I didn't know who Jack was at the time. He's the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's actually been on my podcast, episode 53, I think. But um, I went through the program and it was amazing. It was like Jack Canfield's version of Date with Destiny. It's like five days in a room, bunch of people, a lot of life coaching, a lot of good exercises. And he brought this guy on stage named Hale Dwoskin. 
and Hale is a really cool guy. And he's kind of like the person who is bringing what's called the Sedona method, carrying on the legacy from another gentleman years ago who kind of came up with it, or maybe he was carrying the baton. And so Hale came on stage at this event and he taught this process called the Sedona method, which I've since tracked Hale down. He's episode 88 of this podcast. And he walked me through the whole kind of experience of the Sedona method after I was found some of his videos of him doing it online. And so I was doing the Sedona method. It's like this four or five minute meditation where you basically just like bring up to the surface, all your feelings, all your worries, all your anxieties. And then once you kind of like feel them and like you're embodying them, he then says three questions. Could you let it go? And you go, yes. Would you let it go? Yes. And then he says, when? And you say, now. I mean, even just doing that right now felt like a little good surrender for me. So I started doing the Sedona method like multiple times a day, like when I was in the car, in the morning, at night. And I thought it was super powerful. And it's one of those things where I didn't even realize what I was doing. I didn't realize I was actually in this process of surrendering I was just doing the Sedona method and I definitely would encourage you guys to look it up. It's episode 88, but I want to kind of dig into what surrender is on an even deeper level because when we have challenges in our lives, our instinct, our first kind of like thing that we're just going to try to do is to, is to take it into our own hands. And when we don't completely surrender the outcome and we try to do it on our own strength, usually things go wrong. So as I've been working out different things in my life, my business is a great example of this where I was like really trying to control the outcomes. Cause you might be sitting here like, Oh my God, Brendan, like that's ridiculous. So I'm just supposed to like take all my problems and like do nothing. And they're all going to get resolved. And the, the honest truth answer is doing nothing is not what I'm saying, but it's more just like surrendering all the emotions around it. And then once you surrender that, sometimes you can actually do nothing and things will resolve themselves. Um, but the, the example is, this is uh, my business. It's earlier this year and I'm really just done taking sales calls. Like it's just too much. They're like, like they're long They're It can be emotional. I was like, it's time for me to just hire a sales guy to just, you know, man or woman to just take these calls over. So I don't have to do them, but I had a lot of anxiety around money, a lot of fear, a lot of control, a lot of, you know, if I give all of my sales calls to another person, my business lives and dies with them, which technically is true. But my response to the anxiety was completely just kind of like micromanaging, overmanaging, putting pressure on the sky that we hired and not surrendering or letting go at all. And what happened was, he came in, he did a really good job. He signed someone up, he got a deposit from another person and I hopped on the phone and, and got her signed up. He signed another person up, but I was breathing down his neck. I had a ton of anxiety, ton of fear, and then he quit. And we've had to replace him and replace him. But the point was I never found a suitable, not suitable replacement, but I never was able to attract someone that really was willing to stay and stick it out and enjoy the culture and experience until I fully surrendered and laid down my business completely, which is crazy. But some of the other things I was doing was trying to really figure out what to do at all times, overthinking and overanalyzing. I was constantly wanting answers to every question and every problem. 
which I then realized was actually a way to avoid my uncomfortable feelings around just letting go and surrendering it. And I was constantly asking everyone, what should I do? I wanted an answer. I wanted to just go up to every person and in every challenging situation where I was afraid, I was just going for answers and answers when I actually just needed to let it play out and stop seeking so much control over the situation. So um, I stopped my obsessing. I stopped looking at what my clients were doing, what my closer was doing, what the what was happening on sales calls. And I just took ownership of all my feelings and my fear and my anxiety around it and then took that into a surrender. Um, so basically, yeah, just kind of stopping all of those, those behaviors. Um, you know, one thing that I can also share is uh, when we have anxiety and worry in our lives, it's not about the actual situation. So for example, most people have a lot of worry around money understandably, but our worry isn't actually about the money. Our worry is about the worry because once the money problem gets solved, we start to worry about something else. I think because we evolved in a very different environment where there were dangerous animals and saber toothed tigers, our brains are just kind of like naturally designed to be on edge. But because we don't live in a society like that anymore, where wild, deadly animals are now kept in other parts of the world or, you know, whatever. We have all this worry that we don't know what to do with because we don't know how to surrender. So a great example of this is Larry David, the comedian who co-created Seinfeld, and he does uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And you can just tell because his character, George from Seinfeld, is based on him in real life, who's always kind of worried and stressed out and has anxiety. And... So Larry in real life, I don't know his full story, but I know he's from Brooklyn, I think, New York, comedian, not making a lot of money, goes into uh, stand-up comedy. Again, not a lot of money there. And then used to, I'm assuming, worry about money, but he went on the Charlie Rose uh, interview. Charlie Rose used to have a TV show where he would interview notable people. And Charlie says, so Larry, you're worth a hundred million dollars now. And Larry actually got mad at Charlie for bringing it up. He said, I told you not to bring it up. You said you wouldn't bring it up. You brought it up. But I'm kind of selfishly glad that Charlie did because Larry did acknowledge it and talk about it for a minute. And, and the way, so Charlie asked, Charlie Rose asked Larry David this. He goes, when you made the money from Seinfeld, the hundred million, I would imagine that all your worry and anxiety and fear just kind of went away. And Larry David said back to Charlie, and I appreciate his honesty. He said, there's a part of my brain, the worry part, and it was always worried about money. But when the hundred million from Seinfeld came in, the brain, that part of my brain stayed there 100% and just immediately started getting filled in with other worrying thoughts around family, friends, and whatever. And so what I sort of got from that conversation or just that one exchange is that take something that you're really worried about right now, money, debt, rent, relationship, breakup, just pick whatever it is. Just pick one thing right now. I can, I would bet you any amount of money that if I snapped my finger or a genie came and it was perfectly fixed, restored and changed, you'd be really happy for like an hour or a day or a week but at some point, inevitably, for sure guaranteed, until you learn surrender and until you learn how to lay down anxiety, that part of your brain will be filled with a new challenge. And I remember this happening when 
I was having problems with my business or at some point earlier this year. And, oh yeah, like we didn't have a new closer after that guy I mentioned. And so we bring in another sales guy and the guy's a beast and he comes in and he closes even more deals. He's even better. And he's great. I'm like, okay, like all our problems are solved. And then I go and I log into one of our dashboards and I see that one of my appointment setters is like missing his numbers terribly. And so now I went from being so worried to so relieved to now so worried about something else. Um, so yeah, um, I guess at this point, hopefully you're sold on the fact that like we should be anxious for nothing. We don't need to worry. Uh, anxiety is solved by uh, surrender. Um, but what does surrender actually look like? There are a couple different approaches. The first, like I've talked about, is the Sedona method. And you can definitely go check out um, anything by Hale Dwoskin, I highly recommend. Or if you want to just listen to episode 88 of this podcast, you'll hear me interview him. And then from like the 27 to 29 minute mark, he actually takes me through the Sedona method. And you can just do it with me. You can just do it and do it over and over again. I've listened to my own podcast, that couple minute segment, like many, many times just going through the Sedona method myself. Um, but there are a couple other ways to do it. It's really, um, I also went through the 12 step process when I quit pornography and I quit alcohol. And the first three steps are really interesting. It's step one is we admitted that we of ourselves were powerless to overcome our addictions and that our lives became unmanageable. Step two, we came to believe that God could restore me to sanity. And then step three is made a decision to turn our will and lives over to the care and direction of our creator. And so that process, step three, is just completely surrendering and laying all of our anxiety and fear down. And there's no good way to just kind of like tell you how to do it other than really having an experience of doing it. So again, Sedona method, Hale says these questions. He gets you into your body. He says, could you let it go? Would you let it go when? Those are words, but really when I'm going through that, I'm actually having a physical experience. I'm physically identifying where in my body I hold my anxiety and fear. For me, it's in my stomach typically. And then I start to breathe it out. I start to physically let it go, let it out of my body. For me, through holding my stomach, like kind of pushing it out and exhaling pretty heavily. For you, it's a good question to ask is where do you hold your fear and anxiety? For some people, a lot of people, it's in their shoulders and neck. Um, but it could be in another area of your body. And then really just kind of pressing into having that experience. Um, yeah, I remember uh, one time going surfing with my friend Mark um, and he was about to uh, get a new job and he was all lined up. He had a baby. I think he had a second one on the way, married. And he's got all these financial obligations. And right as we're about to paddle into the water, he gets... Um, he gets an email from his work saying something along the lines like they not they might not be hiring him anymore. Like the new job that he left his old job for and like with a higher raise and all this stuff might not be happening. At the same time, I got an email from one of my clients asking for a large refund. Um, so we both are like ready to just kind of surf and paddle out into the water and we have these things happen and then we just get into such a place of fear and anxiety. And so for me, what I was not willing to surrender was the anxiety that this re one refund request is representative of all my future finances, of all my money, of what all my clients are going to want to do. And for Mark, this letter from employer means he's definitely not going to get this job. He's going to be unemployed. He's not going to make money. His family's not going to be supported. And then they're going to be out on the streets. 
And so part of why fully releasing the entire worry and anxiety is because 99.9% of worry and anxiety is you're afraid or we're afraid of something that is like for sure not going to happen. <laughs> like there's a Mark Twain quote. We can find it. Mark Twain worry quote. It's so good. He says, uh, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which have never happened. So that's why, again, another reason why surrender is so important. Um, I can tell a quick story too of, I remember having coffee with a friend of mine in August of 2021, last year. And he had just uh, kind of been caught, I believe, having an affair with his wife's best friend. So this guy that is now my friend is married to a woman. They, as a couple, have another couple that they're best friends with. And then the guy that I'm friends with starts getting into a physical relationship with the woman in that other couple. <sighs> and he gets caught. And it's a crazy story. It really is. But basically, he gets caught. And then his wife goes back to her home country. And I sat down with this guy while he went through all the 12 steps for his addiction, you know, sex addiction, relationship addiction, all this stuff. I saw him surrendering it. And I saw him put surrender ahead of the repair of the marriage. I saw him um, allow work to happen on himself and onto his, what might've been his ex-wife. He, he stopped holding his uh, marriage up like a heavy rock. He had that experience of letting it fall and letting things play out the way they're supposed to. He surrendered his questions, his impatience, and his fears about her leaving him. He, um, he just put it on his heart to be in a position to have a surrender experience with patience and a willingness to wait and a full, fully letting go of control. After enough time of this, um, she came back to him. She realized that her father had cheated on her mother and that she hadn't healed from that and that, uh, that this process taught her something. Anyway, long story short, they both went through a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. Obviously, a lot of pain, a lot of... And I don't condone any of his behavior, obviously. But long story short, he fully surrendered and laid the whole thing down and they got back and their marriage is as good as it's... It's better than it's ever been by far. They were trying for years, I believe, to have a child. She's now pregnant, about to give birth. And so it's just really... <sighs> The, the power of surrender and trusting and laying it down. Um, again, it's, it's hard to kind of like talk about it. It is much more of a physical experience. I would say the Sedona method is a great place to start, to start to kind of exhale and to breathe it out. Um, there's different songs uh, that sometimes I listen to about letting go. Even I was listening to the Beatles today, the song Let It Be. And as that song's playing, I'm just kind of like physically taking the things that I'm worried about off of my shoulders, off of my neck, letting go of control around them and having that experience of surrendering and surrendering what it means to be carrying around the heavy weight of things that we're not meant to carry around. So I just ask that if you can, as you finish listening to this, just kind of getting into deeper breathing, identifying what are you anxious about? What are you afraid about? Where is it physically in your body? And what would it look like to just completely surrender it, to stop trying to figure out what to do, stop asking other people or thinking about what needs to happen, stop forcing an answer or a resolution in this moment, 
because wanting the answer right now in this exact moment is a complete avoidance of uncomfortable feelings. So no more asking what to do of other people, no more going for advice from everyone, no more obsessing or thinking, managing what happened. Learn how to sit with those uncomfortable feelings and learn how to let them go and release them. And again, if you want episode 88 of my podcast is where I have hail on. So good luck guys. I'm definitely thinking about all of you. And I know that in, in this society and economy and where things are at surrender is just going to be such a powerful tool in your toolkit. And really, if not a, a top thing, like the number one thing to really embrace and learn how to do. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.